Good morning, church. <laughs> so I'm going to start off saying, uh, this isn't about the lesson, but a quick thank you to Chuck, uh, because I think Chuck has a very good habit of choosing themes that are universal for every camper, which isn't easy to do because they range from like nine or 10 to people who think they're adults. So <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you, Chuck, for making uh, <laughs> I would say uh, thank you, Chuck, for making every camp experience one that we can get something from spiritually. Uh, and this year, our theme was more than a fan. And um, as a graduated senior, this is my last year at camp, and I really wanted to get as much out of it as I could. Um, I think the Monday lesson started off really strong. It started off breaking down what exactly is a fan. It described it. It's short for the word fanatic, and it describes somebody who's so devoted to something, who really cares a lot about something and lives out part of their life sort of in devotion to that thing. Uh, and then we went through a series of questions asking us about something that we're a fan of, like how much of our lives is dedicated to that thing that we're a fan of, whether it be a music group or an artist or a sports team or something like that. How much of our energy is that taking up? And then it asked very similar questions about our relationship with God. And it asked us, how much of our energy is our relationship with God taking up? And it told a few stories, um, but the one that stuck out to me more was when Jesus was talking about the Pharisees. And he said, you can do what they say, because what they're saying isn't wrong. They're teaching out of the law of Moses. They're telling you good things, but stay away from what they do. Because while they teach you the right things to do, they don't follow that themselves. Uh, and they were not being fans of God. And another thing that really struck me on Monday, which I'm very lucky this is on Monday because that's the day I'm talking about, uh, it wasn't a scripted part of camp, but on Saturday, Gabe made, met a man named Adam. Um, and I think his story goes really well with the verse from Monday because uh, we met him on Monday, and it turns out his story, he was falsely accused for murder and sent to prison uh, for something he did not do, like Joseph style. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, this was something that it would be very easy to take the wrong way to just be miserable because it wasn't his fault. Um, but he took that and where it says, um, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Um, that verse always confused me a little bit because say if you work at like chicken salad chick or something. Uh, you might not be able to see a very godly purpose in that, but if you do have a heart for the Lord, if you are a fan of God, then people are going to see that in your life, and you'll be planting seeds all over the place. And Adam did this to a T, and he took what was awful circumstances, being imprisoned for something that was not his fault, and he took that, and he bolstered up the ministry inside that prison tenfold, and just absolutely dedicated his life to the Lord in every circumstance. And then the thing about his story that stuck out to me, I think the most, is that uh, there was a period of time, um, oh, he was in prison for 12 years, by the way. That's a while. Um, that's like two thirds of my age. And uh, he got out. There was a period of 10 months where he was able to leave prison and then they changed their minds and sent him back. Um, and when he told us that part of the story, he said, I had the opportunity to go back and continue my ministry. And that, that gave me chills. I was like, this man is gonna be sent to prison for another couple of years, and he said it was an opportunity. This is a man who is an absolute super fan of God, and a huge inspiration to all of us who heard his story. 
And I hope that all of us took a little something away like that and we can be a little bit more like Adam and that in every circumstance, we're able to live for God and show him and truly do what um, he wants us to do and, sp <clears throat> sorry, and spread his word to everybody. Tuesday's verse was Philippians 3.8. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Good morning, church. So uh, I was asked to do uh, Tuesday's lesson, but before I get into the lesson, I want to talk about a God moment that we all saw at camp this year. Um, on Tuesday, if you remember, there was some terrible storms that came through. Uh, natural lost power, we were getting all these messages about these massive trees down in McMin McMin oh my goodness. McMinnville, there it is. Uh, and so we were, you know, preparing for the worst. We saw all these clouds coming. It got dark really fast. And we were dropping tents. Me and Gus Dunaway were running around taking tarps off because we just didn't want to see tents flying around. Well, we're all in the mess hall sitting, waiting for the storm to come through these massive, you know, straight winds that are going to knock everything over. And uh, as Chuck stated, we got about a two-minute breeze that came through and then some slight, some slight rain. And we uh, looked at the radar, and before, it was this massive wall of yellow just coming straight for us. Well, right around... Uh, Fall Creek Falls State Park, a little green circle had opened up, and the storm split and went right around us. And uh, we had prayed right before the storm hit, and God delivered exactly what we needed, and it was just an amazing time to where we could, you know, be safe and just, you know, it was, it was a blessing from God, and it was an awesome, awesome thing to see. So uh, to get into the lesson, on Tuesday we talked about being more than a friend. Um, we discussed three different types of friends. You have the acquaintance friend, so maybe like a classmate, someone you see, you know, casually or just maybe once a week. Then we got into close friends. That's someone you'd see more times in one week. You'd maybe go over to their house a lot or eat dinner with them. And then we talked about best friends, and that's someone that has a high level of trust, someone you can tell things to, that, uh, tell your secrets to. But um, one thing I love about camp is that we're able to develop these friendships while we're there. It's a very meaningful time. But uh, one thing we really hit on today, or this day, was uh, the fourth type of friendship, which is being more than a friend. And um, although it's typically reserved for parents because of the sacrificial love, we uh, also recognize the one person in our, all of our lives that is more than a friend, and that is Jesus Christ. He gave his life for us so that we may be saved, and there's nothing we can do to repay that. 
And because of that, we are pulled into God's love and we are you know, saved through him. He is the greatest friend we could ask for. I can think of all my friends, but Jesus tops every single one every time. And uh, I just want to thank, thank God for that sacrifice. So that is what we talked about on Tuesday. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life that I have lived, the flesh I live by faith, the Son of God, who loved me, and gave himself for me. Wednesday's verse was uh, Matthew 9, 9, and it says, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me, and he rose and followed him. Good morning, church. So uh, I was asked to talk about Wednesday, and um, on Wednesday, uh, we had, or this year, as, or as uh, Sowers was, or someone was saying, uh, we did uh, skits kind of more so. Instead, it was JP, that's what it was. Um, and so that uh, stuck with me, I feel like, really well. It was cool to see it. I'm very much better of a visual learner, and so being able to actually uh, see it out was a super cool experience. Um, so on Wednesday, uh, the uh, theme of, like, Wednesday was uh, just, like, your field trip as a, uh, or your life is like, hold on, is more than a field trip. So um, the idea behind that is that like we should live, it's not just a field trip, it's a lifestyle. So uh, we can't just like choose Jesus like for a day and just go along with that. It needs to be like an everyday thing. And so um, we have to ask ourselves like, what does that really mean to us and how we can apply that to our lives? And so that kind of made me think back to elementary school whenever I used to go on field trips. And uh, it was super fun. I had a great time. Uh, you know, and I would have this great day, but then I would get done with the field trip and it'd be like sad because now it's all over. But the great thing about Jesus is uh, that it doesn't have to be all over. We can continue that through our lives and through our weeks. And so um, that's just uh, the great thing that we never have to stop, uh, you know, having that great time with Jesus. Um, uh, sorry guys. <laughs> so, uh, with Jesus though, we can have, uh, it's, it's, his love isn't temporary, and, uh, that joy will stay with us forever. And so, um, on Wednesday, we had a few skits, uh, in the evening that we, uh, had. And so, on Wednesday, we go to the uh, swimming pool and we swim, and then after that, uh, we go to, like, this amphitheater kind of, like, thing, and, uh, we had our skits. And so, uh, the skit that really stood out to me was, uh, this one, uh, where there was a few people sitting in uh, the middle, and uh, it was a church uh, example from China. And so uh, in China, you can't, uh, it's illegal to uh, worship Jesus. So they had, uh, they were doing it secretly, and they had all traveled from um, far away. And uh, it was just uh, really impactful to see, like, 
how they were willing to wit, like risk they were hiding to, uh, you know, still be able to worship God to, to do that. And so uh, they will, like, go to jail and stuff in order to, to still be able, like, so they'll learn what they can and, uh, like, read and stuff, and then they'll go and take that to jail. And so that's just super impactful to think that, like, that's what we're called to do, but actually doing it is a whole other level of uh, trust and love for the Lord. And so um, just being able to recognize that is super great. So, uh, yeah, just we just have to keep looking for those ways that we can uh, show his love and to realize that when Jesus says, follow me, that means to follow him and not just do it for a little bit, but for the rest of our lives. Have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before me. The Thursday's verse, and this is life eternal, that they should know thee and the only true God, and him who didst send even Christ Jesus. Good morning, church. I was asked to speak about Thursday, and on Thursday we talked about checklists and how our Christian journey can sometimes just devolve into going through the motions. Maybe without even realizing it, we can find ourselves putting up a facade. We all fall into this from time to time, but it's important not to forget how dangerous this can be. From the outside, we appear to be doing all the right things, going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, praying before bed, praying at meals, giving money, reading your Bible. None of these things are bad in and of themselves, but in order, to, in order for them to mean anything, you must have the right mindset. We have to have a mindset like Abraham. We discussed how he checked every box. In uh, Genesis 26, 5, it says, Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. But when God asked him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, Abraham had to go beyond just the checklist and put his full faith and trust in God's plan. The other story we discussed was Jesus and the rich young ruler found in Mark 10. 
The young man appeared to be perfect on paper, but when Jesus told him to give everything he had to the poor, his heart was revealed. Even though he did everything right, he was unable to put his full faith and trust in Jesus. In our books, there were two lists. One of them is like the one I mentioned earlier, going to church on Sunday and Wednesday, praying before bed and meals and things like that. But the other was much simpler. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Know Jesus, listen to him, and love others. God doesn't want your journey to be a series of tasks you have to complete. He wants it to be a lifestyle, a mindset. Just like the memory verse for Thursday says, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. All that truly matters is that we know God and the rest will flow from that. Thursday night skip illustrated this in a different way. It was about a basketball game. In the game, one of the players was injured and had to be pulled out. The coach went to the stands to look for a possible replacement. He started with a fan who seemed to check all the boxes. He was tall, he had been to every game, home and away, he looked athletic, but when push came to shove and the coach asked him to step up and be the fan he claimed to be, he was unwilling. Then another person stood up. She was not tall, she had not been to every game, and she did not have the vast knowledge of the team that the guy did. But she was ready and willing, and the coach was able to take that willingness and work with it. At the end of the day, you might not be the most qualified, you might not even have any idea what to do, but a heart that is ready and willing to serve God is all that matters. verse is 1 Kings 8:61, and it says, Let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and keep his commandments. And I guess I got to do it too. <laughs> Good morning, ABC. Is that what that comes from? Every morning when we do flag raising, we, uh, it always starts with that in order to get their attention. So I'm... Um, I was sitting over there thinking, why are they doing that? And then it kind of dawned on me what that might be coming from. Well, we had a great week at ABC. We had no true injuries. We had, I think, a sprained ankle, and we had uh, several skinned-up knees and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing really bad. We did get some rain. That always dampened things a little bit, but we just kept going. We just kept moving, and, uh, and, and it did not slow us down much at all. You know, the great thing about camp, I think, is it, it is very much like what the New Testament church was. The Bible describes the New Testament church as being daily and from house to house. They had all things in common. They were in the Word of God. And that's really what camp is. And I think that's why it's so powerful in the lives of these kids. Uh, gathered with other Christians, daily seeking God, encouraging each other. You just cannot do that without having some change happen in your life. And so again, camp was a wonderful time, and, and we saw a lot of good things. As you heard from these guys, the things that, that they took away from it, 
uh, you know that, that it has had an impact on the, the lives and the souls of the campers who were there. We are so thankful for that. A couple side notes on that. A year or two ago, uh, camp had a big turnover of staff, and we used to call, and they knew us by our first name. And a couple years ago, it was like, hello, may I help you? And they, they did not know who we were, and we were just some people who had not been there for 45 years. Um, so we said, we've got to get back in good graces with these people here. So we did the, the best thing to do if you want to make friends with somebody. We took food to them every day. And uh, we started that. I know we did it last year. We did it this year. Not just the head honchos, but we took it to the maintenance guys. And uh, they were thrilled with that. Keith Butterfield, who works with, with uh, state parks like that, he said they always get left out. And if we want our commodes fixed when they're broken, we got to keep them happy. <laughs> so we, we took food. Some of the things they said, they asked us, they said, can you all just stay here all year long? And uh, when they said that, we knew we were getting in good graces with them. Uh, they, the maintenance guys, they were excited. They said, no more cold sandwiches at lunch every day. And uh, they, they were very thankful that we, um, that we did that for them. And, and we've already seen benefits from that. They've, they've started talking to us like friends again, so we're excited about that. Uh, you know, sometimes when God does things, it, the, the, true, the biggest impact are on those who experience it firsthand. The more you share it down the, the row, it doesn't have quite the impact. I think I could tell from the response here, the story about the storm. I mean, we, we understand how that works. But if you had been there, I mean, we, we, were, we were very concerned about the stories we were hearing about this storm coming through. We have never put everybody in the mess hall all at one time. And we rearranged tables and brought in picnic tables, anticipating that our tents were all going to blow away. Um, just based on what we heard, some of the students who have storm anxiety, they were having a hard time with it. And we just prayed. We said, hey, just trust. God's going to take care of us. This is not something we have to worry about. We just take the right steps, and then we just trust God. And it was a very, very much a God moment when that breeze blew through. And I was at the microphone. I said, here it comes. We're going to be okay. And it blew for like a minute. It actually felt really good, that cool breeze blowing through. And then it was over. It just stopped. And, and I remember that moment when they showed me the radar on somebody's phone where it truly was yellow and yellow and then green right here. And we knew that was us because you could see the outline of the Fall Creek Falls Lake. And uh, it, it's just one of those moments where you know, like you know that God was, was involved with that. And we also mentioned Adam Brazil, the guy that, that was a perfect example of our theme for camp. Um, we just, just happened, to cross, you know, happened to cross him there at the park and started talking to him, and we, and we said, you've got to talk to our kids. And like, like was mentioned, he spent 12, 13, about 15 years total in jail for a crime that he did not commit. It was later proven that, that he didn't. Bill Lee exonerated him. And that time, that could have been a, a, an excuse for hating God, became a powerful time in his life. And I asked him, I said, if you could go back and undo this bad thing that happened to you, would you do it? And he said, no. No, it, it was too valuable in what shaped his life. And when you talk about a super fan of God, he, he is. Like he is a, a, a proclaimer of the message of Jesus because of the time that he had there. You know, when you think about these verses that, that we've read to you here, um, 
it's exciting that these are the verses that were memory, memory work for the students. These are verses that they have memorized and put in their heart and, and tried to remember. And it's exciting to me that, that these things were proclaimed to our students there. On Friday, the, the theme was decision time. You know, when we get to the last day, we want to make sure we've said everything we need to say. And so Friday is always kind of the, the wrap-up and, and, in a sense, the invitation lesson of camp. And so it was decision time. It was just that, that you've been at camp for a week. You've got to decide, are you a believer or not? Um, some of the things that we told them that day was you have to have a personal belief in Jesus. If you listen to that Thursday, you know, it's not about checking off a list of things, but it's about knowing who Jesus is. We, we taught them you surrender your life to Jesus. You make a commitment to him. There has to be a relationship. You can't just do a lot of good things. You have to have that relationship with Jesus. You have to allow God to transform you. I think that's so important because we think if I just become a Christian, everything's good, but it, it doesn't work that way. Jesus works in our life all the time, changing us into the people that we need to be. Uh, we talked about understanding that it will be difficult. It's not an easy walk with Jesus. There are times that, that things are, are hard. And, and we said you've just got to do the right thing as you discover it. You know, we, we, don't, uh, we don't pressure anyone to be baptized. We don't pressure anyone into anything. We say you need to love Jesus and do what he wants you to do. And, and when you love him, then you'll do anything that he wants you to do, which includes the baptism and the proclaiming your faith and, and all those things that, that, are, that, that need to be a part of our life. Those things begin to become your desire because of your love for him. So our, our goal is that they, they learn to love Jesus. They learn to seek after him. And then from that, all of the parts of the Christian life begins to be transformed within us so that we become the people that, that we need to be. Um, that's a lesson for all of us. It's a continual thing. It's not something we achieve once in life and then we're good. It's an everyday thing that we move through in pursuing God. While we were there, we did have three students who committed their lives in the, in the form of baptism. Um, we had Lila Caleb, Henry Hooper, and Capriya Thompson. We went down to the lake on Friday. very excited to go to the lake on Friday and we took them down in the water there and they were baptized and um, we were excited that Capriya I think all of them had had people that came up to visit Capriya who who has not been here at Antioch very long her grandparents came and her mom came we we're excited about that and Capriya told her teacher she said I think I found my home and that that home is you it's the it's the church here it's, it's what we're supposed to be. It's who we are. And we should be that for every person that walks through these doors. As we serve, as we honor people, as we take care of people, is becoming the home where God lives and where people live. And so that, that is truly a blessing. We, we are now going to move into our prayer time. Um, you know, traditionally here, we, the elders come down front and there's a time for you to come and talk with them and pray with them. And that, that's still going to happen. But also, 
the camp service, you know, camp is so different. Um, the camp service, we throw in an extra element of that. We invite our campers to get up and move around and look for uh, people at camp that had an impact on their life and pray with them. In a lot of cases, that may be the teacher or the counselor. I, I know of at least one teacher who was sick this morning and couldn't be here. And so not every cabin will have a teacher here. But we invite the campers to get up, find somebody to pray with, your teacher, counselor, somebody that was important to you, um, anyone else. And, and even you don't have to be at camp, you know, to be a part of this. We encourage you during this time, because it's a little different, just, just go find somebody and just pray with them. It doesn't have to be a big prayer request you have. Just pray a blessing over someone. So allow this to be a time of movement, of commotion, and a, and a time of praise and worship all mixed in together. Let's, let's, let's pray, let's encourage, and let's sing and let's worship right now.